Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. It's a new year at TechFizer, Mac World, Computer World, Tech World, all the other worlds that we have here at IDG. And even a bit of digital arts thrown in. We've put the stockings away for the new year, but hiding at the bottom of one, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bloody good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one that we're about to make right in front of you. Excellent. Like a crappy Christmas jigsaw. Uh, we're going to put one together. David Price is here. Hello, David. Hello, Henry Burrell. Uh, Miriam Harris from Digital Arts is here. Hello. And Charlotte G of B2B fame. Hello. 50% male this week, which is a good ratio for us. And that's just talking about Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Thoroughly emasculated. Uh, After the small (laughs) drum beat, we will be talking about certain types of meltdown and spectre. Uh, Apple bit of a battery conundrum at the end of the year, but we'll explain that for you because it's not as bad as it seems. David's been playing with an iMac and Miriam's been looking at some VFX. What does that mean? Charlotte G, editor of Tech World, what's been happening in the world of tech? So um, some researchers from something called Google Project uh, Zero, uh, which basically looks for vulnerabilities in software and hardware, um, have uncovered uh, the... Two things they're called Spectre and Meltdown, but confusingly cool. they're Thoroughly actually ominous names. Very ominous names. Good, good, strong names, I would say. Um, <laughs> although somewhat confusingly, they actually cover three vulnerabilities, not two. Okay. But anyway, that, let's not good get fact. bogged down. We're not getting into that. Um, and these are essentially uh, vulnerabilities with processors, uh, which uh, manufacturers like Intel have been making for the last, and, and they're in in basically most everything, every, everything made over the last twenty years. Uh, so yeah, super. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's huge. It's like one of the biggest security <laughs> so stories of the last year or so. Intel, AMD, and ARM processors mainly. Yes. So that can include PCs, laptops, and phones. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much Sweet. E- everything. Absolutely. Every. I mean, because everything has a processor in it. So yeah. And without, but also putting you on the spot, what could hackers do um, with this vulnerability? Um. That's a very good question. I don't entirely know the answer to that question. <laughs> um, sure but they can, but they can, yeah. I, 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 from what I understand, that it means that they could get access to and, and, and steal data. Are we talking about remote access or do they need to be at the machine? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, can, I can cut that bit out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now <laughs> don't. <laughs> like, this is, this is, it's a house of cards and you just need to prod no, it and the no, whole I, thing I, I will, will, will fall to pieces. So we'll start, a sen- we'll start a sentence again. So Apple's confirmed that the vulnerability is also present in all its iOS and Mac devices. David will be pleased to know that it does not affect the Apple Watch. Hmm. 
You're, sa- you're safe with that. The only but... known safe device in the world. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll all be computing on watches now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, this was announced publicly on the 3rd of January. And as far as I can tell, experts and chip and software developers have actually known for several months. Yeah. And is this a classic thing of there's been a bit of a shock in the tech press, mm-hmm. but actually... Uh, providers have known for a long time and that's why they've issued patches pretty quickly yeah although funnily enough windows um well microsoft issued some patches and then had to roll them back because the patches were themselves messing up people's computers so much so there has been a bit of a rush reaction there's also quite an interesting angle which is a bit in well i'm not sure exactly what i'm alleging here but the ceo of intel uh, sold the maximum possible amount of shares they possibly could (laughs) just before this was revealed right okay which which feels a bit yeah. intru- dodgy, should we say? Stock fluctuation, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty dirty thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I don't well, know if that's not making any allegations. We should. Yeah, yeah. Stress. But it's pretty. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look. It doesn't look good. Yeah. So put it that way. I'm sure he had absolutely no. No, just a coincidence. Um, malfeasance in mind. Yes. Yeah. A what? Malfeasance. <laughs> malfeasance is malfeasance. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I, can I just yes. take issue with the the speedy response thing? Because mm-hmm. I don't think it has been particularly speedy, um, which is part of the uh, issue people have with them being so secretive. Because mm-hmm. they've, as you said, they've known about this for six months, mm-hmm. uh, and chip makers have known about the principle of of the sort of a vulnerability for maybe a matter of years. Because mm-hmm. they they use this process, this speculative branching, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yes, thing that they knew had the potential to cause some sort of problems. They've known about yeah. it for years, and they and it's only when it was announced by those researchers you mentioned yeah. them, that's when they that's when the wheels start moving and they go well, actually here's a patch. And yeah. we have all been vulnerable for six months yeah. at the very least. Yeah, there haven't been active hacks out. There, yeah, there's no reports of of any hacks actually happening using these vulnerabilities. I should yeah, that's worth pointing out. This really shows the sort of degree to which PR. Yeah. Is, is a huge component of security. Yeah. Because if there's no PR, they don't patch things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there, there are sort of, there are also, as ever, there are allegations that the NSA has known about this for a really, really long time as well. Um, so in some ways, sometimes there is an active uh, decision to not patch things, basically. Um, I mean, there's an, there's been another vulnerability found this week as well, just in vulnerability news, uh, with <laughs> in uh, WhatsApp. Within group messaging, <clears throat> oh yeah. Apparently, you can get inserted into a group without in a, in a non-encrypted fashion, basically. So oh. it's, so it is encrypted from one person to the next, but then when you get a group, that that can break that chain. Oh, it breaks down the. So yeah, back that's, door. Yeah, that's a bit of an interesting one. Okay, I was about to say something. I've completely forgotten. Well, you might have to make another feces joke. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I'm all out of those. Um, so with this, and then also we had a couple of the similar sort of stories last year. In the same way that PR. Um, it sort of brings these things to the fore and, it, and then makes seemingly these companies actually act on it. Is it also that these vulnerabilities have blown out of proportion and perhaps the reason these big companies aren't issuing patches is because even though it's a known vulnerability, it's not being exploited? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't really know the answer to that. Quite, I mean, or, or is, it even, is it even a question? I don't know. Sort of just a, th- a thought. That's a classic male question. Yeah. They it's stand like, up after a speech. It's yeah. like more of a comment than a question. <laughs> well, I am, because yeah. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, one reason why they might have chosen not to patch it is because the patches slow down your machine. Yes, yes. Well, that they, that is a big yeah. problem, isn't it? I think people have been saying sort of performance, like... Thirty percent slower, some okay. some kind of. I think, yeah, oh, wow. like, like Microsoft said, six percent yeah. on the. Uh, I forget 
strip, which is richer and more than a spectator. But they said six percent because it, yeah. because it's disabling that speculative. Yeah. Should we explain what that is for the, uh, the yeah listener? Yeah, do it. Yeah. You went. Uh, our own very own David Price was uh, on ITV News discussing and, and Channel Four at the same time. Okay. Um, Hello. <laughs> Fogging half the terrestrial airwaves. <laughs> Very much the weaker of the halves. <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to have me back now. Um, uh, yeah, so basically, it's, I, I think of this in my very non-technical way as being like Jeeves. You know, in uh, Jeeves and Worcester? Mm-hmm. Is that when he says something like, well, Jeeves, uh, book me on a train to London so I can sort this out. And Jeeves always says, I've already done it, sir. Mm-hmm. So your processor is using sort of artificial intelligence to try and predict what you want it to do in a minute and then start doing it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and so then when you do it, it does it quicker. And that's really good. But it has the danger that it will start doing something you don't want it to do accidentally. And that's what's mm. going to be exploited. So when they make this feature not work anymore with these patches, then it makes it a little bit slower. Yeah. So actually, we're going to be talking about IMAP Pro a bit later on. But we had a bit of a kerfuffle with our testing because we'd forgotten to take into account initially, uh, until our genius uh, colleague worked it out, to take into account the slowdown effect of this new mm. patch. Uh, because one machine was running the patch and the other wasn't. Exactly. So mm-hmm. uh, we might see a bit of disparity there. It doesn't yeah. seem a huge difference. Um, so no. Microsoft said 6%. In our test, it was more like 2%. Mm. So it, it doesn't seem significant. Okay. I think 2% off the uh, power of an iMac Pro is probably okay. Mm. If you're yeah. not going to get hacked. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, although a patch has only sort of recently been released... Um, by certain software uh, providers for these mm. things, is it, does, it, does it just go to show that whatever program you're running, um, sorry, whatever operating system you're running on whatever device, you should mm. always update the software yeah. when it's offered to you? Basically, yes. Yeah. Although, okay. obviously, at the same time, it's, it's a bit of a tough one because I imagine some people may be put off by reports that it slows down their machine, yeah. but it's like, it's a bit of a trade-off. I think to, to go around with a known vulnerability and, and choosing not to patch it would be would be pretty silly. So, yes, keep your software up to date. Okay. Always a good piece of advice. Well, this actually is quite topical for what we're about to talk about next in terms of not updating for fear of slowdown. But before we move on to Apple Corner, uh, mm-hmm. Charlotte, uh, meltdown or schmeltdown? <laughs> uh, melt, meltdown, I think, yeah. is fair to say. Yeah. Okay. It's bad enough that you should pay attention, people, but don't panic. Uh, David, meltdown or schmeltdown? Meltdown. And Miriam Harris. Meltdown. Okay, well. we, we should all be scared of this thing that we ex- express no fear over. <laughs> 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 all right, thank you, everyone. Uh, after this short break, we will be back to talk about a couple of Apple bits. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. David, uh, thank you for joining us in this cozy apple corner that we've dug out for ourselves midway through this podcast. Juicy. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. What's your favorite kind of apple? I'm a pink lady man myself. To be honest, I don't have a jazz. Jazz, yeah. yeah. Charlotte definitely agrees. Yeah. <laughs> Love jazz. Because yeah. Morrison's near my house has got a poor quality of Braeburn, which oh, I really? normally go for, but right. I've had to change brands. Try jazz; it's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fails. There you go, listener. <laughs> Try jazz. Anyway, <laughs> David's kind of David's kind of apple. I like pineapple. Watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pineapple. Pineapple. Nice <laughs> Sorry. Um, battery uh, conundrums. Apple had a bit of a PR nightmare before Christmas, but we're going to talk about it now. What happened? Should people be worried? Uh, you shouldn't be worried. Good, uh, it, I yeah, agree. You're right. it's, it's more of a PR kerfuffle than anything else. Yeah. Apple, um, well, no, they didn't admit anything initially. Again, it was a research company that put their feet to the fire. Uh, discovered that performance on older iPhones um, was deteriorating quicker than expected. Uh, and then Apple came out and got in front of the story and said the reason this is happening is because we are making it happen. We are deliberately capping the performance of older um, phones, but the reason they were doing that is to um, extend battery life, is to yeah. stop them shutting down um, arbitrarily, mm. because lithium-ion batteries, which iPhones and lots of other things have, um, age quite badly, uh, and they last for a short period of time, and they also, whenever they're getting low on battery, or they're aging, or they're cold, then they start to do spontaneous shutdowns, which is very annoying, uh, and so Apple has instituted, and they literally call this a feature, which I think is quite <laughs> quite ballsy. Their, sta- <laughs> their statement literally calls this a feature. Um, they said that on when they detect poor battery, you know, conditions or it's aged or whatever, then they will stop it from doing these sort of peak um, yeah. peak power surges that you'd get with normal performance, and they they deliberately sort of blunted that off and make it perform at a slower level, so you don't get you don't get shutdowns. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like a storm in a teacup for Apple, really. I've, I've mulled this mm. as much as I did my wine over Christmas. <laughs> and um, I think they've come out of it slightly bad. Um, but cause it's, it's all come to a head, right, because Apple have always been accused of um, what's known as uh, planned obsolescence. Mm. So people believe that they intentionally make older iPhones worse just to make you upgrade. My new ones. Yeah. And I, th- I for once, <laughs> think that this is slightly unfair on the company because, in fact, what they're doing 
with the batteries is actually quite clever and is at the interest of extending the life of a phone rather um, than try to make somebody buy a new one. Um, yeah. I think it's bad that they had to wait this long to actually mention that they're doing mm. it. So basically, like, right, with an iOS update, this particular one was talking about iPhone 6, 6S and 7. Yeah. But with the latest iOS 11.2 update, it will purposefully um, bring down the top possible clock speed of the processor in order to make, like you say, the battery last slightly longer. And also it's confusing, right, because battery life, it's not just how long the phone can last for. It's what the software will tell certain processes to do with the battery life remaining, right? Yeah. So if, if you try to do something really high intense on your three-year-old iPhone 6, the phone will just basically not allow it to do it. And yeah. you'll see a, a massive bit of lag. But that is because if it did run it at top speed, your battery would run down incredibly fast, right? Yeah, or, mm. sh or shut down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the proper explanation from Apple was never, never forthcoming. That, mm. yes, it is slowing your phone down, but because otherwise it would last for about 20 minutes. Why is it taking them so long to talk about this? Is it just uh, trying to stop a PR, PR catastrophe? They, I think maybe. It doesn't, it doesn't sound very good. Mm. Uh, and they probably didn't want to talk about it unless they had to. And yeah. then some people made them. Yeah. Why, why did they use batteries that don't last very long? That's a good question. Te I feel like that is yeah. also because they're trying to get us to upgrade. Te I feel like no, technologically, like David mentioned, lithium-ion batteries, the t battery technology doesn't exist that a, f a battery that small can be put in a phone that will last consistently for more than about 500 charge cycles. But don't other phones last longer than iPhones? Not, not really. Some, the, a, a, lot of them have, a lot of them have larger capacity. Oh, you mean, you mean day to day? Or do you mean more than years, those? They mm. last longer than an no, iPhone. No, really. I think I think okay. Apple's the poison chalice is that loads of people have iPhones, yeah. mm. so you're always going to have a, ge a general thing saying iPhones don't last very long. It doesn't really happen for any other brand. Like if you have a two-year-old Samsung Galaxy, that's not going to. My, my old um, I had a Galaxy S6 for two years, and the battery lasted less than half a day on that. Mm. But there's no Samsung scandal because even though that's a popular phone, it's not got the, the kind of monopoly that Apple does on the market. Mm. Um, I would say the problem is that people don't um, don't prioritise battery technology with their paying decisions, with their buying decisions. Yeah. yeah. Because batteries are really important and yeah. what we should be doing is compromising in other areas of the device to get yeah. better battery life. Yeah. Mm. People don't, they say they care about battery life, but when it comes to buying a device, they say, I want the one that's thinner has more yep. right, pixels yeah. in the display, is more powerful, mm. and therefore is going to be massively draining on the battery. Yeah, and like so yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, Apple makes things thinner and thinner and thinner. Yeah. Um, that's what, what people that's what people want. pay for. That's what they mm. clearly they not what they say they want, but it's so is what shallow. They want. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Only like there the was a hashtag, hashtag so shallow. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, and Apple can't just like put a bigger battery in their phone. Um, that wouldn't really make much of a difference because yeah. the reason they Apple products also have a lower milliamp hour battery capacity than Android phones because iOS is so good yeah. at the very thing that they're now getting yeah, um, exactly bollocked for doing because yeah. they, they can put a smaller battery in it because it's more efficient than Android. Android is a huge open source platform so yeah. that's why um, in like the Galaxy Note 7 for instance Samsung overstepped the mark shoved like a nearly 4000 milliamp battery in there and then it literally blew up yeah. So at least, uh, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, until the battery tech exists, that uh, these things can last longer, um, we're not really going to get around it. And also, battery advice from companies is also very. Um, I find it differing. I, I've made a habit of not charging my phone overnight, but some research yeah. says that actually that doesn't matter because 
perhaps this software is clever enough to stop overcharging once you, you get to 100%. You uh, mm. you're right. you, you, get different you look somewhere yeah. and it says you should run the battery. Tech yeah, companies used to say you should occasionally run your battery entirely to zero. Now they say maybe you shouldn't be doing that. You should keep your phone from around 20 to 80% at the yeah. whole, the whole time. Like mm-hmm. I said, it, yeah. it doesn't get prioritised. You know, mm. if yeah. you look at the speed at which <coughs> processor technology, you've got uh, Moore's Law, that, it, that you double the power effectively every 18 months. And then it took 10 years to get a similar thing with yeah. battery capacity. Mm. And since then, it's been like 30% in the next 10 years. Because mm. people don't... They don't push enough resources towards it because it's not commercial. I think we should talk, though, about the positive aspect of this, which is how Apple reacted, Yep. Um, which is that they apologised first. Yep. Uh, and whenever it's weird. Whenever Apple apologises for anything, people always say, oh, it's very rare, they never apologise. They do apologise a lot. They actually apologise mm. quite a lot these days mm. under Tim Cook. If they, if they ball something up, they, you know, they do say sorry. Mm. Also, and they're, they're offering cheaper battery replacements. Yep, Tw- $29 in the US. And 25 yeah. quid, which is not bad. And as soon as you put in a new battery, you will get um, well, obviously better battery performance, but you will also get better overall performance because mm. the system will detect that it's not an aged battery anymore and it will stop capping performance. So, so yeah, this is yeah. great, actually. Um, so if you're sitting here listening with a, with a phone that runs out of battery a lot, if you take your iPhone into an Apple store, um, they will... Yeah, Miriam, you need to do this. a prime example of this whole <laughs> conversation. <laughs> They will run a diagnostics test that can only be done in an Apple store, classic Apple, but they'll mm-hmm. still do it for free. And uh, usually, um, if you would only be eligible for a new battery if uh, your test results came in at the battery basically being under 80% of its original capacity. Mm. But in light of this, not only have they knock the price right down, but they will run the test. But also, if you still say, I really think my phone doesn't run very well, they might actually, at their discretion, waive that. Yeah. So even if your battery is at over 80% capacity, they might still replace it. Mm. Right. Which so is good. A shot. 25 quid for a phone that will definitely perform better because the software will recognize that it has a higher pa- capacity battery and it won't limit yeah. uh, the processes so much. Mm. Uh, yeah, spend 25 quid, not mm. a grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, you're correct. Well done, Apple. And well done, Apple. You've got a new ten thousand pound computer that David's been using. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it, start, it starts at five thousand. It starts at five thousand. We have been lucky enough to um, play around with a uh, the middle, the mid range, ten thousand uh, pound iMac Pro. Wow. Ten core. Ten core. Yeah. There's an eight core, a ten core, a fourteen core, and an eighteen core. Wow. Mm, nice. We've got the ten core. So David Price has been working, squirreling away uh, his iMac Pro review, which we're very pleased. I don't know. I think it's a positive thing. I'm happy to squirrel. I mean, if that's what the company wants me to do. (laughs) (laughs) We'll squirrel for money. (laughs) Uh, Dave, what are your impressions of the Space Grey Beast? It's... uh, I mean, mean, firstly, the impression is it's not for the likes of me and probably not for the likes of most people because the power it has is uh, unfeasible. How many teraflops? Oh, umpteen, I reckon, is the answer. That should be my answer for everything from now on. If I don't know, I'll just say, well, umpteen. Umpteen, um, that's a good word. Yeah, it's very powerful. It's much more powerful than you need. It's it's designed for what we call creative professionals, which is very much into your wheelhouse, actually. Miriam. Our exact target audience. Your people. Yes. Um, anyone <laughs> they that needs to move, <laughs> they will. They'll be listening in on tenterhooks, uh, ready to spend their £5,000 <laughs> and more. Uh, but yeah, if you need to do 3D rendering and do it quickly and not for it to take three hours, then yeah. this is a machine for you, if that's your job. If you do visual effects, which again is what we're going to be talking about in a minute. Um, or maybe, do you think, music production? Yeah, yeah is that definitely. Processing power? Yeah. yeah. And that sort of thing. I mean, it, yeah, it, it absolutely smashed. Every 
benchmark test we put it in it smashed it it was amazing mm-hmm. um, trounced the iMac i7 which we've also got which is, which is also a new machine a new and very powerful machine right. but absolutely trounced it it's incredible and it costs a lot of money so I suppose it should be it also looks really nice. It's the first um, space, as far as I know, it's the first, first space grey desktop Mac yep. that Apple has released. It and is. It looks, oh, it looks absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's have you, seen, like, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. It, is, oh, it, is sex it does on, look. Sex on a stand. It really <laughs> oh, is. wow. It's <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, you like the bulge in particular? Well, <laughs> I do, the gentle bulge. <laughs> I, have, I have quite a sort of tendency towards Purple Pros when I'm reviewing hardware. But um, it may be less than ideal. But uh, <laughs> it's it's beautiful. It's it's the same physical design as the actually as the one I was just talking about, the iMac um, 2017, and actually I think it's the same as the 2015 as well. Yeah. But it's black, um, and it has a completely redesigned thermal system, so it can blow out lots of hot air without making the machine slow down and stuff like that. Is the so you sort of described some of the people that would use this? That seems like quite a niche. Group yeah, of people. Mm. So, is it? Uh, are they selling enough of them to justify? It must cost quite well, a lot. For to context, the the machine that them. Apple usually sells to that um, yeah. sort of uh, area is confusingly called the Mac Pro. Yeah. Not the iMac Pro. The iMac yeah. Pro that David's using is a brand new product. Right. Uh, the Mac Pro um, was last updated. Ooh, it just came out of my mouth then. In in twenty thirteen. <laughs> was, was it knowledge? <laughs> 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 hey. Uh, in, in twi- <laughs> it's not mansplain. I'm explaining. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 2013, yeah. um, and they haven't updated it for a long time. And they yeah. had that weird thing last year where they did a very non-Apple thing, which was to get a few American journalists in. Mm-hmm. To Again, a... it's, it's quite an Apple thing now. Yeah, mm. I suppose. Sort of yeah. Traditionally a non-Apple thing. Had a little roundtable and they went, yep, yeah, Soz, uh, we basically haven't updated this because um, we just haven't, we don't know what to do with it. Because of yeah. the thermal design. Yeah. The thermal yeah. design meant that they couldn't cope with the progression of GPU technology mm-hmm. going in a different direction to what they expected. It couldn't deal with the heat. Mm-hmm. That's why they put so much thought into thermal design. Mm. Sorry, Henry. No, no, no. To... No, please, please good, explain good. my mansplaining. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mansplaining. And we are now <laughs> expecting a new desktop Mac, yeah. uh, Mac Pro this year. But in the yeah. meantime, for the desktop user, there is this ridiculously powerful machine. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, as you said, the Mac Pro should be even more ridiculously powerful, which makes me think, Miriam, how much money do designers actually yeah. have? Well, the, Are yeah, we this is what much? I was saying. Like, you'd have to be, no, you'd have to be established. There was articles recently about, yeah, only if you're an established designer, you get that kind of money. Lots of people starting out still have to do work for free. So, so if you so work for a Hollywood <laughs> studio, well, they, they're yeah. going to set you up with a... Yeah, exactly. It would be companies, right, that buy these for mm. special yeah. yeah, it's not individuals. Yeah. Money. And yeah. they would because it's the same companies that work on the same Hollywood films like year in, year out. Like, you know, all these successful films I'm about to mention, it's like the same visual effects companies, like the same top six, say. So they must have loads. Yeah. Mm. And they must need them as well because our colleague Sean used to work in production, video production. And he mentioned the other day that when he was there, they got in a, they spent like eight grand or something on... Um, what was at the time a, a top-level iMac. Um, and he said he just couldn't cope. It was a brand-new machine, and the stuff they were trying to do with it, like exporting, it was just taking hours, he said. Yeah. So companies will mm. need to buy these really yeah. really expensive yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, there won't be very many, yeah. um, but a lot of the value of this device is, is product build, is brand building mm. because it has the cachet, um, and there's like a sort of diffusion effect it's like like uh, like fashion companies, you know, they um, they have their 
haute couture, which costs a ridiculous amount of money and only three people in the world will buy, mm-hmm. and then there will be a diffusion range that is less yeah. and yeah. has the glamour, yeah. sort of trickling, trickle-down effect, you know, Reaganomics. Yeah. Yes. Um, so people will now think they'll buy an iMac because yeah. the iMac Pro exists. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I can't really get this. I just wonder how much profit they can make on them versus. I mean, mm. I don't know because mm. they are very expensive, but then they surely mm. must be quite expensive to to produce. Yeah, Apple's very wow. good at managing its profit margins. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Um, yeah, I won't, I, I won't, I won't, I won't yeah. keep you awake. <laughs> yeah, iPhones are actually quite expensive to produce, but yeah. they also um, are sell expensive. them for loads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. huge margin. Yeah. yeah, it's not a money. Ma- this is not a money making product. Yeah, this well, that's brand, a brand yeah. building product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of my 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 thought. So there will be reviews soon on uh, all three sites: Digital Arts, MacWorld, and TechAdvisor. We bring in our um, coverage of that. So stay tuned. I'm sure it's going to do pretty well. Um, David, uh, Apple or Schmapple? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's difficult this week, isn't it? Because there's two things. Two things. Um, You're going to have to triage. I think the answer, yeah, Apple. Apple, I, I'm yeah. actually on their side in both these. I yeah. think it's a good product, and I think they reacted well to the so-called scandal. Miriam? Oh, you might have just swayed me there with oh, your yes. comments. So <laughs> I will say Apple as well. Hey, how much battery left on your phone? <laughs> um, I'm going to say Schmapple, just yeah. because it's still a lot of money for essentially just a bit of hardware, that, yeah. like a phone. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of money. There's no getting around it. Yeah, in some yeah. places in this country, you could, a deposit down on a house. Yeah. <laughs> <Where>? yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Rural okay, fine. Aberdeenshire, probably. Probably like Castle for £5,000. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about like the, the, the top one, which is like, wasn't yeah. it 15 grand? Yeah. 13 grand is the most. Yeah, I mean, that is I definitely like enough for yeah, a deposit like, somewhere. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. BRB to talk VFX. Uh, Miriam. The long list for the Oscars and the short list for the BAFTAs is out. Have I got that the right way around? That is right. Excellent. Yes. And in the realm of visual effects, there are about 10 films that you've written about that are deserving of those nominations. Yes, so there's actually five that have overlapped. So every single one in the BAFTAs short list is also in the long list of cool. the Academy Awards. So it's all quite no surprises really this year. Yeah. Um, so those five are Blade Runner, um, the second one, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, which actually isn't out in the UK yet, but it has been out for a little bit in the US, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Mm. So those are big, they will probably, it will be one of those five that will win this year. Last year was The Jungle Book for both, BAFTA and um, Academy oh, Awards yeah, that came the, out um... tops. Yeah, because I mean, it's pretty incredible that the whole thing is visual effects, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting because Blade Runner obviously has loads of visual effects in terms of everything from the environments to the technology used on on computer screens and things like that. So, I mean, that's quite an understandable one. But things like Dunkirk, it's a lot more subtle in terms yeah. of what they use there for visual effects. I um, feel that's the film you can watch and not even, you could kind of forget yeah, the best visual effects. Which mm. is the best use of visual effects, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why it's in there because it's very clear. So Blade Runner was incredibly done. sexist, which I also noticed throughout the entire film yes <laughs> well, well, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just think they should punish it for, for that oh uh, right yeah, yeah. fair enough um, what they did interestingly in Blade Runner though was 
um, the digital double replicant they made of Rachel from the first film. Um, she appeared in the second one, so that was a lot of technical work by a British company, NPC. That was incredible. So that is pretty incredible, actually, that they managed to do that pretty well. So they had a stunt woman on set, and they did 3D head capture of the well, original. Well, it was the original um, actress, wasn't it? Or was there a stunt double that they used? I just said it was both. So, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. 3D keep up. of the original. Sorry, I can't keep up. <laughs> and the stunt woman on set. And it's getting absolutely smashed in the segment. Getting roasted. Um, yeah. I did think that was incredible, that bit. Yeah. Because I, I genuinely, I didn't really understand what was happening. <laughs> because my, but, my brain was sort of thinking, well, it's, so it's obviously not special effects. Um, so it must be some, like maybe they found somebody that looks like her. And I just can't remember. <laughs> yeah, there we go, yeah. I, the idea that so, it was just a totally different actress and they just put her face on her. I was like, yeah. I don't. Which is, you know, the actress did yeah. look similar, but yes, yeah, it is pretty amazing. So that's definitely worth it. Star Wars, I guess, of course, there's so much in there, isn't there? From the Porgs to all sorts of characters in there. That's the only one I've actually War seen on that list. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I loved it. What do you think of the no, v- no spoilers, VFX? No oh, David's yeah. not no, seen no it. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought, I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> I want to go and see it again. Oh. I enjoyed it oh, that much. That's good. Um, I thought it was all right. Yeah, We've, we then... shall discuss this uh, when David isn't in earshot. Are, are there any Ewoks? <laughs> Can't tell you. Spoilers, mate. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> no. No, there aren't. No. no. <laughs> shall I say the other five? Yeah, please do. Academy please do. Awards. So, Alien, Covenant, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Two, Kong, Skull Island, um, Valerian, and the City of a Thousand Planets. Ooh. And Okja, it's the Netflix. Yeah. Oh, Okja's brilliant. Yeah, so that's definitely in there because obviously the yeah. creature in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really funny to watch the breakdown reel of that. So I would recommend watching that. Yeah. People just running through the streets with this like fake thing. What's a breakdown um, reel? Like visual effects breakdown reel. So they show like what it looks like and then they show you how they made the shot. Mm. Oh, I'd love so, to see that. Yeah, before before and after. It's, so, it's all on digital film. arts, David. It's true. Which obviously I read every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much most of these films have um, released their visual effects breakdown mm. reels so definitely go and check them out because it's mm. very interesting to see how how little of films these days are real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny that they do that, isn't it? Because you might think yeah. it would break the magic. It's like behind the curtain, isn't it's it? It's all about so breaking the magic though these days, isn't it? Nothing is... Not for me. Like the news, oh, now you can magic. see the cameras when they zoom into the start of the news. Never used to do that. It's all like just yeah. all out on show now, isn't it? So mm. it's interesting the way, the way that like we've it. changed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, you're not. Anyway. Uh, which do you think is the uh, best use of visual effects? Oh. Um, well, I haven't seen The Shape of Water, so I don't know about that. Because obviously, none of us can see that yet. But um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen all of them, so that's I'm not really fair for me to say. Of the, the ones, of the ones you've seen. <laughs> okay, if you had to pick out of, like, you've seen Blade Runner, Dunkirk, and yeah. Star Wars, I presume. Yeah. So which do you think worked there best? Because we like the subtleties of Dunkirk, right, that you kind of yeah. get drawn in. Yeah. But then I suppose Blade Runner is in like a, and Star Wars are like a Visually. world of sci-fi that you expect mm. that kind of thing anyway. Yeah. Like, I love Star Wars, but every time I'm watching it, I'm like, nah, it's fake. Yeah. Like mm. when they have like space fights and stuff, that's like they look, so they look awesome. Be like, mm. yeah. Did you? Um, you say that like you might confuse it with something real. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I thought I wanted a real Star space. The real space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. How yeah. do you think compared to the the models that they used in the original trilogy? Yeah, it, it looks more realistic, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I think I prefer the models, and I sort of regret that they don't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to. I, I think. Yeah, a company is like proud to say if they've used a stunt person for a lot of the film, you know, rather than just all CGI. So I mm-hmm. think they're definitely still trying to keep that there. But it's a bit, um, they just, they do have the stunt person, but then obviously they just 
completely have the CGI like model over top of the stunt person, so it's mm. really not like Andy Circus. It's for the actors. Mm. Go to so man in a morph no. suit. Oh yeah, yeah. It's for the actors really, so it's not really used in the films anymore. But yeah. I would have to say Blade Runner probably, just mm. because of all the environments as well as every single um, interface was all like created by Territory Studio, um, which is amazing. Like n- and it was all quite tangible, so they produced it on the screens and f- film screens. It wasn't added in in post production, mm. so I think that's very. Amazing, um, but very subtle use there. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Cool. Did you like the enormous um, naked statues of women? Obviously not. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst use of visual effects there. Yeah. Yeah, that was my point before. That's always a bit of a tough one when it's yeah. like, mm, yeah, it's a, it's a bit like liking certain types of music. You're like, mm, this is a bit sexist, but also great beat. I'm basically talking about hip hop, aren't I, really? Oh, Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, well, it's not like, say, bands like Led Zeppelin weren't, you know averse to the odd bit of sexism too they probably were so it's difficult personally sexist yeah though. yeah exactly so it's like where do you draw the line can you can you Sounds not like something <laughs> just because the person that did it was like, i don't know it's difficult. that's such a huge yeah. question it is it, like, it's like when i watched question. baby is, driver oh, yeah. and i just oh, couldn't like i just didn't like kevin spacey's character yeah although that, i really loved that film i thought it was very it stylish. was it was very good but yeah but i know kevin spacey's mm. been yeah although great actor <laughs> yeah i'm not no, defending anything he did no, no. but yeah <laughs> no, that's, that's the thing like he's a good actor yeah. But now he's ruined it. Yeah, yeah. no, no, exa- yeah. exactly. Yeah. He's gone. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as a final note, um, some of these companies are British, right? Because um, Double, Neg- yes. Double Negative has had success at the BAFTAs before. No, because they did... Um, oh, oh, so... Yeah, no, it's but, just funny because my neighbour actually works for them, but... Um. And the only reason we know that Miriam's neighbour nice. works for them is because I called an ambulance for him when he gashed open his hand on a fence. All right. That's nice of you. Anyway, great anecdote. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely, that's not sarcastic. That's a good anecdote. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I hope you're all right, Sandy. Ago. I want. Yeah. I want you said you'd buy me a towel. <laughs> yeah, you used my Santorini towel. That was like ten pounds. Anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's loads of um, yeah visual effects houses that are based in London that work on all these films. The main ones are Frame Store, NPC, Double Negative, and Territory Studio, which we um, yeah interview a lot actually on digital arts, and they do some really awesome work. They've they done do. stuff like the Double Negative did in Inception, right, and Interstellar. Yeah, they mm. do. They do pretty much all. So of they, they they've got they've got they've got <laughs> Nolan's eye then because they, mm. they do all the Nolan films. And can mm-hmm. I just say, Weta Digital from my own country. Oh yeah. Weta workshops of Peter Jackson fame. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. There's there's workshops in digital, and they're like two different things but both under the wetter umbrella so yeah, mm. well, yeah. Well, well, you'd, you'd rather not be wetter under understand. an umbrella actually is that is that because of um tax conditions in britain and new zealand i mean what, how come both countries are punching above their weight yeah that's such a good question mm. i'm sure there's loads in the u.s as well but these yeah. ones just happen to be um yeah. in the list this year so i'm not sure mm. yeah mm. Lovely. Thank you. Uh, Miriam Harris, VFX or VF Schmex? <laughs> VFX. I agree, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, VFX, yeah. David well, Price. I'm going to say Because you haven't seen Star Wars yet, so you can't judge. I've, yeah. The only one of those seen, I've seen is Blade Runner. No. I will say it does sound a little bit like um, Visual Effects Award do give a nice chance for films that are a bit crap. To get a no, no, totally. Because um, by all accounts, I mean, my friend mm. walked out of the cinema for mm. War of the Planet of the Apes, mm. or for the Planet of the Apes, yeah, or for, for the Planet. Yeah. Um, 
I've not seen it myself, no. but it probably looks what they've done technically yeah. probably is amazing. Yeah, yeah the but motion, motion cap, you, can, you know, it's, it's difficult. But you can so try like, and I mean, polish a turd, but it's still a turd. It's good it? though because <laughs> it, it, like it if gives, the script is terrible and the acting's crap, they've then, rendered the mm. turd really well. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is the thing; it gives the companies, the visual effects companies, credit. Even it's yeah. not their fault that yeah. someone's crap. Yeah, they yeah, did yeah. An amazing job. Yeah. so they deserve. Yeah, like how Suicide Squad got some. Yeah, some visual effects nominations when that came out yeah. and it's a truly terrible film mm. yeah. like really bad yeah. mm. but it's cool because the people who worked really hard on it yeah. still get recognised yeah, yeah. I wish they were better at doing that for soundtracks remember yeah. the Tron film oh, oh yeah, yeah. And a recent one had an the Jeff Bridges one it, it had a Daft Punk didn't it yeah. the yeah. recent one because yeah. it wasn't didn't Jeff, get nominated. Jeff yeah, Bridges was CGI in that film wasn't he yeah, yeah so the CGI too was pretty impressive yeah. but yeah. It, was, it was not a brilliant film yeah. I don't think it was terrible, but it was not a brilliant. No, so no. It got no it's recognition right. as far as I remember at the Oscars. Yeah. Even though the soundtrack, well, I think it was the best of the oh, year. It was yeah. banging. Cool. Um, thanks a lot. I have not written an outro. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. We will try and do this more often. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been a blast. Um, cool. Yeah, we'll be back next week uh, to chat more tech from B2B and B2C. We have Chris and Dom at CES at the moment, so I'm going to drag one of them in to talk about all the robots you will never be able to buy. Um, so for one more week uh, thanks a lot see you next time bye bye UK Tech Weekly Podcast hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.